You're listening to Guinea Pig and Green. I'm Laura. And I'm Stephanie. And we like talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. Today on the podcast, Steph and I are talking about how to foster deeper connections with each other. What a great subject. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Guinea Pig and Green. Hello, Laura. Hi, Steph. How is everything? really good that's good me too i'm good all right today we're talking about fostering deeper connections having more meaningful conversations i think that this is a topic that both of us love yeah it's a really juicy one it's it's like i don't know i think these are the kinds of things we have to learn how to do when we get older because especially when you're out of university you don't have as many i think opportunities for like built-in friendships you know like when you were in high school and university you would just constantly be meeting people and like you're still meeting people at work and stuff i think when you're in the real world but maybe a little bit less so would you would you you agree with that oh definitely and i think i think a lot of my friends are finding that as well um whether it be yeah a lot of times like a, a lot of people are complaining it's hard to it's hard to meet people um and not just meet people but how do you how do you bring an acquaintance to the next level exactly and make them a friend yeah totally i i Yeah, I think it's one of those things that you kind of have to build, like you have to really build up your skills in this department because it can be hard and it doesn't always work out the way that you want it to, despite your best intentions. So I think it definitely is a practice. Um, So yeah, we should preface it by saying that we like obviously are still figuring all this stuff out. And what we're gonna be talking about today is just some things that we've either read online or things that we've tried ourselves that have seemed to work. and of course we welcome any and all suggestions uh, as well. But um, I think the reason that we decided to podcast about this this week is because Lori, you sent me a, sorry, an article from TED, uh, the TED website about how to improve your small talk, which had a lot of really good ideas in it. Yes, exactly. It was about turning um, conversations where we usually fill them with small talk into smart conversations. Um, and the main takeaway was that you have to ask for stories, not answers. So instead of asking questions like, how are you? How was your day? What's up? Like where, where we usually respond with like one word answers, you're, you're asking for stories. So what was the most interesting thing that happened today at work? And what were you looking forward to this week? Um, questions like that. Yeah, it was, it was so, such a good idea. I mean, it's something that seems really obvious, but in the moment, it's so easy to fall into our scripts of just being like, hey, how's it going? Good, you? Like, um, if you don't actively try to change it, it's really easy to fall into that sort of trap. I think one of the other things I really liked about the article is it encouraged you to try and, like, uh, it says leapfrog over the expected response. So it was encouraging you to surprise people. Like, if yeah. people if people ask like oh like how was your day then you could be like did you know that you know planes actually do fly over the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> true fact that's actually true I learned that this week um, no one of no one actually avoids the Bermuda Triangle at all um, it's not a thing but um, <laughs> the point is like to just introduce something totally new and people kind of like that and. Um, I studied psychology in university and people remember the unexpected a lot better. And so they are, they're probably more likely to remember you and remember your conversation and have more of a, 
like a stronger sense of being tied to you because you've had this kind of like surprise you've registered in their brains whereas in other conversations maybe you don't register for people yeah and and also uh in a similar vein that idea of breaking the mirror so uh a lot of times especially if we're feeling awkward we we tend to just mirror what the other person is saying so if somebody says the weather is really nice today and you respond yeah the weather really is nice today um you're just mirroring them and you're not necessarily adding anything to the conversation Right, exactly. So they're just saying, like, don't mirror people, break out of that. So, for example, it's yeah. a beautiful yeah, day. Exactly. And you say, like, yeah, like, I I remember last year this time the weather was, like, totally different. I was on this, this island and I was doing this other thing. Like, it doesn't have to be totally out of left field, but just something, introducing something new, I thought was really cool. Um, I had also read an article last week that was really awesome. Um, It's kind of making the rounds now a little bit. I've seen it in a couple other places. It's called How to Be Polite. It was on medium.com. And uh, I like that the author introduces it by saying, most people don't notice I'm polite. I look I don't look polite. I'm big and droopy and I need a haircut. <laughs> no one would no one would associate with me with like watercress sandwiches and like tea time. But He's he has like, to learn to be nicer to himself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but he defines politeness in a different way. He defines it as like you you sort of don't let your emotions show and you try and make people feel comfortable. And um, one of the tricks that he suggests is um, if you're at a party and you're in a conversation with someone new, he says, see how long you can hold off before talking about what the other person does for a living, which I think is an awesome tip in and of itself because you're going to have way more interesting conversations because I don't know, like a lot of times what people do for a living is not their thing, you know, like, yeah for better or for worse, obviously it would be great if everyone's job was their thing, but it isn't. And so you kind of box people in when you ask them what they do, because they feel like they only have one way that they can answer you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of a comic that I saw once where where the conversation uh, starts with the first guy asking the other guy, what do you what do you do? And the other guy responds with his job title. And he says, No, I meant what do you do for the world? Um, and, and maybe that's a more like socially oriented idea, but, um, same thing goes, right? Like what people do for a living necessarily, isn't necessarily their thing. Sorry. Totally. Yeah. And then the other half of this tip, which I thought was equally awesome is he says, once you do finally feel like you need to ask them what they do, because there's like some awkward pause, um, you ask them what they do. And right after they tell you, you say, wow, that sounds hard because everyone thinks their job is hard. And I think to some extent, everyone's job really is hard. So yeah. by acknowledging that people feel like you can, like, it opens the door for them to like confide in you and they feel like you understand them and um, and they open up to you a little bit more and they they start to relate to you in a way that maybe they, they didn't before. He tells this story about how he was talking to someone who was like from a totally different world from him. He's a woman who sold jewelry to celebrities, right? And he's mm-hmm. just like he's just like this rumbled guy and like this like not not very cool shirt. And um, then like yeah. as soon as he said that to her, she was just like, oh yeah, and just like started talking to her and started talking to him and was just so excited and 
whatever. And he just always says that it works no matter who he does it to. And I think it's just like a great, it's such a great tip. I don't know. I feel like it's magic in a way. Yeah, no, I, I really like that. And, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be uh, like it, it can be genuine as well. Even once you know that that tip works, right? Um, even just getting in the mindset of putting yourself in the shoes of the other person and realizing, wow, like they must actually have to know, like there's probably a huge learning curve involved in that. And, um, or there's probably a lot of manual labor involved in that. Yeah, exactly. It's actually not really a trick. Like it is a trick in a way, but it's not really a trick because the other thing I was going to say when it comes to getting deeper connections is that you really do have to have to care. Like you have to want to listen to people. Um, when you meet someone new and you want to get to know them, it helps if you actually want to get to know them. Um, so I think maybe two tips that go hand in hand is that like you kind of have to I don't know, you kind of have to, to, to be prepared to actually listen and want to listen and find, find something that's interesting in the other person, like find some way that you can relate to them. Um, do you know what I mean? Like challenge yourself to, you know, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like if you think that someone and is totally not on your level, but there's probably something you can talk to them about, which is not to say you have to be best friends with everyone, but if you're thrust into an awkward conversation, you should sort of pride yourself in the, in your ability to like relate to them in some way, at least for the five minutes or 10 minutes or half hour that you have to be in their presence. Right, exactly. And it sounds like something that, that just gets easier as it goes on as well. Yeah. I remember um, our good friend Nitai telling me about a doctor that he had met during one of his internships at a hospital, um, where one of the things that he noticed right away that he ended up loving about this doctor was every time he introduced two people who didn't know each other, he said one thing that he liked about each person. Right. Um or yeah, or one thing like notable about that person, which yeah. one is like such a great way to introduce people because they right off the bat have something to talk about. And two, it's such a confident confidence boost for the people that you're introducing. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah. I like, I like that tip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you can like bring something to the table and something of interest, right. Too, like, you're not just saying like, Oh, this is, I work with this person and I work with that person. And I think you guys would, talk to each other like to be like oh like Laura's about to do her yoga teacher training and that's interesting because I met Steph at a yoga class once upon a time and then immediately you have this this sense of like connection with somebody else yeah exactly yeah. so one thing I wanted to talk about uh while I have you here mm. is uh <laughs> is that idea where when you're having trouble meeting new people or you're meeting new people and you just, it's not happening organically that you can't get closer to them. Yet like that huge step of asking them to hang out can seem super daunting. Totally. Um, I think that one thing that's interesting about it, like, I don't know, there's this sort of double-edged sword. Cause when we were talking about earlier about like the party trick about when you ask someone, and it seems kind of like you're faking it, you know, you're like trying to get them to open up to you. But there's on another level, it's actually not faking it because you actually do want them to open up to you. And so I kind of feel like with this that I'm going to say, it seems like you're faking it until you make it, which in a way you are. But then it's not fake because what happens as a result is like the real deal. So as an example, like a few several years ago now, um, 
back in first year, there was a girl who I consider now one of my very best friends in the world. And at the time we were like not super close. We could see in each other that like we, there was something there, you know, like we, we could see that we, we had things in common and we could get along, but we had just never really had any time together and we'd never really spent any time together, done anything together. So we just, I remember we went out for coffee and we kind of made this like pact. We were like, you know what? I'm gonna, like, we're gonna be friends and like, let's do things. Like, let's really make an effort to like hang out every week. And I know whatever, at first it might be a little strange because we don't hang out that much right now, but you know, we both were open to it and we both wanted to pursue it. And we made the decision like consciously, like, let's really work on this. And I think it's funny that sometimes we think like, oh, we can work on our relationships like with our partner, like our romantic partner, but we never think, oh, like, let's work on our friendships. But I definitely think that you can work on a friendship. And I don't think that makes it any less valid than one that happens, quote unquote, organically, like um, by actively making the decision to spend time with somebody else, you are injecting a lot of like shared experience, which is how friendships are really built. Like that's how they're made. Yeah, no, um, I, I wanted to bring up, you you know, my friend Gabby, and for those of you who follow either the podcast or the blog intently, Gabby, um, we interviewed her a couple of months ago on uh, gluten-free, on like what it means to be gluten-free and why people choose to be gluten-free. Yeah. Uh, and I had first, I had first met Gabby. Um, we were both helping out at Marnie Wasserman's uh, one of her cooking one of her cooking classes, and uh, I didn't know very many vegans at the time. And and we met, and we didn't even get that much of a chance to talk during the thing. But I did. I did really like her. And at the end of it, um, I decided to just suck it up and ask for her phone number and see if she wanted to hang out sometime. And I was so nervous. Like I felt like I was asking her out. Um, yeah. I had no reason to be nervous <laughs> and no reason to be nervous, but, but yeah, sometimes it's just, it's just asking somebody and at the very least they'll be flattered. Right. Exactly. Um, but I think that it's, it's important to sometimes be intentional about it. I know sometimes we think that the best things happen organically, but I think being intentional about it can really make a huge difference. And I, I was talking about a shared experience. I think shared experience is probably one of the most important things that you can do with a friendship. So if you are really trying to like foster a deep connection with someone that maybe you want to become closer to or someone that you're already closer close to but want to become close closer to them, um, <laughs> it, it's good to do something that's a little bit different. So like like I said, in psychology, we sometimes study these things and the brain tends to be interested in the novel, like new things and surprising things and things that are very like salient or like vivid. So if you're trying to foster connection with someone to like sort of weave that tapestry of friendship, it helps to have experiences with them that are like different, that are outside the norm. So not just going for coffee, like, you could even do something that's even not very much more extreme, but a little bit more extreme, which would be like going to a yoga class together or a spin class or, um, I don't know, going swimming, doing laps together. Uh, like, so exercising is a cool one because you get to try something new um, and you're in a new environment, like a different environment. Or you could like go to a show of some kind or whatever, like a workshop, like anything where you are both learning something or like ideally you have to work together at something, something like that. Um, that can really, I think that does a lot to 
to build something up. Like for instance, my friend Dylan, um, all throughout university, we kind of knew each other, not really. Like he always says he considered us friends and I didn't really consider us, not that I didn't like him, but like, I just didn't think we ever really spent any time together. Um, and then when I was coming to Korea, I had messaged him a bunch. And when I arrived, we were like almost completely strangers. He came over to my apartment and we were talking and it was a little bit awkward, but almost instantly we became so close like i consider him now one of my closest friends and i think it's because we had so many intense experiences together like huge hikes to crazy places and stressful travel experiences in like tokyo in the middle of the night which i was texting you at like <laughs> 4 30 in the morning being like, being like will i ever get out of here alive and like we had yeah. like we had fights like um minor ones like nothing huge but like because we were so annoyed at each other because traveling with a stranger is really stressful and like we've cried about things because we're just so frustrated about life or like we've just opened up like just the kinds of experiences that we've had bring you really close to people and like the friends that I've made here again I've only known them a few months but because we've gone through so much together it really brings people closer so I think there is a lot to be said for I'm rambling I'm sorry but I think there is a lot to be said for <laughs> um you know having those more salient so experiences <laughs> I miss him I miss him he's back in Toronto now <laughs> but yeah so I don't know does that make sense Totally. I even, I even think us choosing as, I mean, we were friends, but we weren't, we weren't very, very good friends when we decided to start the podcast together. It was just out of the conversations that we had when we were, um, whenever we hung out where our friends were kind of like, why is this happening? And we were just like, <laughs> why we are you started, talking about the ginger cup again? Yeah, exactly. And then, and then just becoming, while well, we figured this whole podcasting thing out, just becoming closer over that. Right. If you can have a project with somebody else, I mean, that's a little bit riskier because it could go either way. But even just any kind of project or endeavor, like, I think that can really bring people closer or push them apart. You never know. We were lucky, I guess. <laughs> but um, that can be a big one. I don't know. Was there anything else? I'm trying to think of how else you can be friend. I was going to say one thing. I know it sounds a bit cynical, but I would say don't spread yourself too thin. Like be a little bit selective with the people that you want to have connections with. Like mm -hmm. don't, don't assume you can have like a really deep, strong connection with like anybody that you meet. Is that really cynical? <laughs> no, I think that you're right. And I think that um, going with that whole idea of intention and knowing okay this is a relationship that I do want to invest my time in right um, and making sure that you're spending your time with those relationships that are most important to you without of course choosing one person and becoming like a we instead of an I and <laughs> you know um, as long as as long as you can strike that balance where where you're fostering deep connections with people um, rather than just having a ton of acquaintances um, I think you're good. And I think that there are some people who are magnificent at being able to foster a deep connection with everyone that they're around. I think Nitai is like a great example of that, where you walk down the street and everyone wants to stop to talk to him. Right. Uh, I work with a guy like that as well, where everybody feels like they're best friends with them. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that if you're like me and you can probably only juggle like, I'm probably like between five to 10, like, deep connections at a time yeah. um, being able being able to manage that on your end and still making time for new friends but also but also making sure you're not um taking for granted your older relationships for sure and, existing ones. 
And of course, that doesn't mean if you meet someone at a party, you're like, no new friends, go away. Like, I already have all my friends. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, obviously, you're going to be nice to people, you're going to be kind to them and like find things that you can ha have in common and talk to people. But at the same time, recognizing that you're not going to try and spread yourself too thin. I mean, I think that's kind of like a natural process anyway. Like for me, at least there are not that many people that I want to be close, close friends with. I, that, I don't know. <laughs> that could be a bad thing. I don't know if it's a bad thing. It's just the fact of the matter. Um, it's not that I'm mean to people, but there's just like, I, I know pretty soon after meeting someone, if I'm going to have some kind of relationship with them, like a, a deep one. So I don't know. You kind of have to be like a bit selective a little bit um, when you're, mm -hmm. when you meet people. And that's not to say that you can't um, have meaningful conversations with people who you aren't like top friends with or, or even um, use some of those like smart conversa conversation tips from, from the TED thing. Um, at the beginning of the year, I set my intention to be that I would have a meaningful conversation every day. And I'm not going to lie, a lot of them have been with cab drivers, like people <laughs> I'm like, never going to see again. Um, but just like taking that opportunity to ha speak about something more than more than just the weather or it's uh it adds a nice dimension to your day even if even if your intention is not to uh, become best friends with them yeah i think also like ironically one of the things that really helps you have more and more deep conversations with people at least in my experience is just like not really talking like yourself like just opening up and asking open-ended questions and really encouraging the other person to talk to you um and just sort of listening actively um like so like adding in some things here and there but not like being like oh yeah that reminds me of this other time like whatever um one of the things that always rings in my head like almost constantly because i'm bad at it sometimes i think we all are but um like not just waiting for your turn to speak like not just like when you're listening to someone you're just thinking about the next thing that you're going to say um and really like taking a step back and trying to like be like no i'm not waiting for my turn to speak i am genuinely interested in what this other person has to say um i think if you listen more than you speak you'll probably find yourself having a lot more deeper and meaningful connections and, and conversations with people than the if you do the alternative yeah and of course, there are all the, the little things as well. Put your phone away. Look people in the eye. <laughs> yeah. No. Put your phone away. Oh, I got to bleep that out. Whoa. That's how strongly I feel about it, though. I do not like that. Like, oh my God. I've had friends where it's Usually like. Usually that's me. I know. I've had friends where I, they're like, they're like, I'm listening. I'm like, I, because that's actually the thing. I should have. I'm glad I thought of this. Um, that's the thing. It doesn't actually matter if you are listening, like or not. That's actually yeah. not, not not the point. The point is whether the other person feels like you are listening, because you are not going to have a deep conversation with someone if the other person does not feel like you are actively listening to them. They're not going to open up to you because they're going to be like, well, screw this, like. Why would I why would I talk to you when clearly you're absorbed in your phone? That's just sending me the signal that you'd rather be talking to somebody else. Whether or not that's true. Um, yeah. That's just how the other person is going to feel. So put it away. Like we're not even talking about like 
being on it, like on the phone, like talking on the phone, who does that anyway, anymore, but like even just checking it, like checking Instagram, even just like checking a text, whatever, there's a time and a place, but for the most part, no. Yeah, I've called a friend out on it before. She's actually she's actually one of my best friends, and yeah, same. Uh, we were at lunch one day, and she checked her phone so many times that eventually I was just like, "Hey, listen." And as soon as she realized, which I don't think she it, it was even registering on her consciousness that she had been checking her phone so much during lunch, but it was out on the table. So every time it buzzed, she would quickly check it, and she like apologized immediately. She was like mortified. She had no idea that she was even doing this. Um, and so sometimes like our phone can become such a, a reaction, just keep totally. our hands busy and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I've called friends on it too. And they're just like, sometimes they're just like, I'm listening. I'm like, that's not, no, <laughs> it's not the, that's not what I'm saying. Um, it doesn't actually matter if you're listening or not. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I think we covered most of the things we wanted to talk about. Can you think of anything else? No, I think I think this is a good place to uh, to call it today. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested in hearing anybody else's conversation tips. I'd really I really want to see the link to the article that you talked about. I think it's going to be really interesting. It's super interesting. Um, yeah, but I would love to hear from other people too, because I'm sure there's tons of little tips and tricks for. Um, having better conversations and better friendships. It's all a journey. And I don't know, I feel like half the time I'm just mm -hmm. fumbling along trying to figure it out, but <laughs> that's all you can do, right? So anyway, yeah. so if you guys do have anything to add, please leave it in the comments uh, on the show notes for this episode, which you can find at guineapigandgreen.com, of course. And you can find us on Twitter and sometimes on Instagram when Stephanie gets her act together, um, at guineapigandgreen. <laughs> at green guinea figs on both um and yeah we would love to hear from you so thank you for listening as always and we will catch you next week thank you bye, bye love, Laura. You, love you too bye bye